Outer space is a cold, dark place that is a mystery to most people. What's out there and will it ever make its way to Earth? When something does break through the atmosphere and rocket towards the planet at hundreds of miles an hour, it's not often that people even see it, let alone are touched by it. Most extraterrestrial objects disappear in the wilderness or the depths of the ocean. Sometimes, though, outer space can get right up into your personal space. On November 30, 1954, a meteor was racing through the afternoon sky at 124 miles per hour, or 200 kilometers per hour. It lit up the sky in Georgia, Mississippi, and Alabama, breaking apart over Sylacauga, a small town in Alabama. Area residents saw a small fireball crossing the sky before the pieces finally hit the ground. Of course, in 1954, many Americans were in fear of an impending nuclear war. Once the impact occurred and there was no ensuing explosion, the local residents believed they saw a plane crash and many called the authorities to report it. One piece landed near the property of farmer Julius McKinney. As he was driving a mule-drawn wagon down a dirt road, his mule seemed to be unwilling to walk past the piece of rock. Julius got out of the wagon and pushed the rock out of the way before continuing on his journey. It wasn't until later when he heard the news of the meteor that he went back out into the road and collected the extraterrestrial object. A few miles away from the farm, Ann Hodges was napping on the sofa in the living room of her home. She shared the home with her husband, Eugene, and her mother. Eugene was at work, but when Ann's mother heard a loud crash in the living room, she went to investigate. The living room was filled with dust and she initially thought that the chimney might have collapsed. But when she saw an odd rock on the floor, she realized something strange had happened. There was a hole in the ceiling and Anne had a large bruise on her left hip. Authorities had already responded to the area in search of the mystery plane crash but had no luck finding it. It wasn't until they were notified about the situation at the Hodges' home that they redirected their efforts to figure out what had happened. It didn't take long to determine that the 8.5-pound or 3.8-kilogram rock had broken through the roof of the house, hit a large radio in the room, and ricocheted into Anne, who was sleeping under a quilt on the sofa. Despite the large bruise, Anne was not seriously injured and wasn't immediately taken to the hospital. She wasn't hospitalized until the next day when she reported that she hadn't been able to sleep since the incident. Because of the origin of the rock that hit Anne was still undetermined, the Sylacauga police chief confiscated the black rock, who turned it over to the Air Force, who called a geologist to look at the rock. After the rock's identity was confirmed, the question arose as to what to do with it. Usually, things like meteorites belong in a museum, but Anne demanded that the rock be returned to her. She said, quote, I feel like the meteorite is mine. I think God intended it for me. After all, it hit me. While well, Anne wasn't the only one who thought the space rock belonged to her. The Hodges rented their house, which meant the property was owned by their landlord, Bertie Guy. Bertie also thought that she had a claim to the meteorite, but wasn't the only one fighting against Anne for rights to the rock. The meteorite had been sent to the Smithsonian Institution for identification. 
After tests determined the rock was a meteorite and was likely 4.5 billion years old, they refused to send it back. It wasn't until Alabama Congressman Kenneth Roberts intervened that the meteorite was finally returned to the state. Back in Alabama, Birdie Guy was advised by her attorney that legal precedent had been established that meteorites were the property of the landowner, and she sued for possession of the rock. It seemed that her intention was to try and sell the meteorite in order to pay for repairs that her rental home now needed. The Hodges threatened to countersue for Anne's injuries, and the outraged public sided with her. Before it went to trial, cooler heads prevailed and Birdie gave up her claim to the meteorite to the Hodges in return for $500. The Hodges also wanted to sell the meteorite, but were unable to find a buyer, so after using it as a doorstop for years, they finally donated it to the Alabama Museum of History, where it can still be seen today, along with the radio that it hit before striking Anne in the hip. Julius McKinney had much better luck with his chunk of meteor and ended up selling it for enough money to purchase a small farm and a used car. The buyer ended up donating the rock to the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C., where it remains to this day. Anne became a minor celebrity and had her story featured in Life magazine, with her image gracing the cover of the December 1954 edition. But the attention led to stress, which exacerbated ongoing health problems. In 1964, the Hodges divorced and Anne died of kidney failure in 1972 at only 52 years old. Most meteorites hit unpopulated areas of land or the ocean and don't affect anyone. There have been a few other stories of people being struck by meteorites, including a 14-year-old German boy who claimed to have been hit in the hand by a pea-sized meteorite in 2009. Also, in 1992, a Spanish couple were driving in Madrid when a 3-pound or 1.3-kilogram meteorite struck their car, crashing through the windshield and landing in the back seat. Anne Hodges is the only person who's been confirmed to have been struck and injured by a meteorite, and though she may have thought it might be something that could improve her life, it seemed to have the opposite effect. So remember, when you look up at the sky and consider the never-ending expanse of the unknown, watch out for things that may come crashing down, affecting your life forever. Thanks for letting us tell you this sinister story. If you enjoyed it, subscribe on whatever platform you're on, and hit like, rate it, or leave a comment. Join us next week when we'll take you somewhere sinister.